0: And how's it going? It has been a little bit since I've actually decided to sit down and do one of these. Um, honestly, I've just been busy. That's really been the big part of it. Uh, I've I've delved into my passions. I, I absolutely love photography. I've been busy as hell uh, in all the best ways. Um, but uh, it's time to kind of it's time to talk about something that I don't think anybody wants to talk about um, so I mean obviously you saw the title of this episode uh, we're talking about suicide today now i I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not bringing this up because I'm having suicidal feelings right now uh, I used to uh, that was a that was a while ago I won't say how long of a while ago. Uh, But it's never just uh, it's never like a time in somebody's life where they're feeling like they're having suicidal thoughts. Like if you're if you're combating something like that, uh, I can say that for a lot of people, they're almost always there. And it's just how good that person is at defeating them. Now, uh, I, luckily enough, was able to win that fight uh, multiple times over the last several years. And uh, I'm in a I'm in a pretty good place today. Uh, mainly because I have found a passion for something, and it keeps me going, and it gives me the ability to express myself. Um, so that is like first of all, before I get too deep into this, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I have linked uh, suicide prevention helplines uh, as a part of this podcast. No matter where you're listening, I'm hoping that you can see the links. I don't, uh, I don't actually look at my own podcast on uh, on iTunes. Uh, when it shows up there I know that in Spotify you can see the link I don't know if you can click it uh I need to verify a few of those things uh, but I'm going to provide suicide prevention uh links below um when I post this out on my social media that's going to be the like that's going to be the very next link that gets posted alongside the link to this episode itself um if you are combating issues if if you if you have suicidal thoughts and you feel like you are not winning that battle right now to keep them at bay? Uh, please call. Please call these helplines. Uh, they're free. They're anonymous. There's absolutely there, there's absolutely no obligation to have these suicide hotlines detriment your life in any way. Uh, so that that's the best advice that I can give you right off the bat, because this is a sensitive topic. I want to make sure that that is upfront. Now there's been some fucked up shit that's happened in the world of suicide over the last several years. Um, and honestly, I, I don't want to go into that stuff. I, I, like, I mean, obviously the big one that sticks out is uh, Logan Paul and the crap with the Japanese suicide forest. Um, There there's been, several people who've been like faking their own suicides to try and get attention. And and that's, that's bullshit. And honestly, that stuff just pisses me off. So I'm not going to talk about that. Uh This is really just kind of, I mean, yes, there's going to be some advice in here. I, I want to give some advice, but I also want to go over the facts because one of the things that sticks out to me the most Uh, It doesn't matter how much of the data I had seen or how much information I had been given about uh, the amount of people that suffer from suicidal thoughts or have killed themselves or do kill themselves every single day. When you're in that moment, you feel like you're absolutely alone. Most of the time. I want to say that you feel like you're absolutely alone. At least that's how I felt. I don't uh I don't have any proof. <laughs> I, I didn't have any proof at the time. I don't have any proof now. But you feel like you are absolutely alone. Getting around that is probably the first step. But uh didn't it didn't matter. So like I'm going over the steps here because I want to like I want to reiterate this is like this is not like it's not something that people want to talk about. But it's something that people should talk about. Mental health, suicide, depression—like all of these issues that a huge amount of people suffer from—do not get talked about enough, and so there's a there's a stigma surrounding them. Like people want to hide these things in general because they're not happy feelings. It's not exactly something that you're gonna want to rant and rave on Facebook about, hoping that you're gonna start a conversation with people, and like and continue down in that spiral to feeling even worse. Like there are people who post out on social media about killing themselves. Uh, Sometimes, unfortunately it's not taken seriously. And that person is even given further reason not to want to live. Sometimes it's just for attention, which is fucking bullshit. And if you do that, you're a piece of shit human being. And, and honestly, this is, this is the most like fired up that, that I've ever been. Um, but the reason that it comes up is because, uh, right around the holiday season, uh, was when I always started feeling the worst. That was when, that was when the suicidal thoughts were the strongest was right around the holiday season. Uh, and, and I won't go into why there I had my own specific reasons, but right around the holiday season was, is when I felt worse. And, uh, I believe that that is. Uh, I, I believe that's backed up by science, actually. So that's actually one of the key points that around holidays. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pull up a few. We're gonna pull up a few sources here. Now, uh, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that uh, I, I love uh, I love backing up everything that I say with data. I love having information. Uh, I don't so much like numbers. Uh, But I love uh, going through the information. I love going over it with another person. Uh, Like I want to have everything that I can be validated as much as humanly possible Uh, because I like to be informed. This isn't a subject that I like looking up. But again, this is something that we need to talk about and we need to not be afraid to talk about. So uh, I am uh, looking at chapterland.org. This is a PDF file that you can find. Uh, the suicide facts and figures, uh, from the United States, 2019, uh, first thing that it says up here is suicide can't be prevented yet. It continues to be a public health problem and a leading cause of death in the United States. More investment in suicide prevention, education, and research will reduce the number of untimely deaths in Americans each of Americans each year. Absolutely true. Uh, so here, here's me doing my part in education. Now uh, it's giving basic facts. On average, 129 Americans died by suicide each day, uh, and this is and this is as of 2019. Uh, as of uh, actually, no, okay. Uh, so that has a little asterisk on it and says that the data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention 2017. Uh, so this is just a couple years ago. Uh, I doubt much has changed in the last two years, though, unfortunately. Uh, the world hasn't exactly become a happier place, but yeah, 129 Americans died by suicide each day, just Americans, 120, 129 a day, uh, 1.4 million Americans attempted suicide. Now, obviously they're not, there's not a lot of people who are filling out questionnaires saying, yeah, I attempted suicide, uh, so you've got 1.4, 1.4 million Americans attempted suicide. Now, are they including the amount of people who did die from suicide? Or is that the people who lived and people found out that they attempted suicide? That's that's information that I'd like to know, but unfortunately I can't dig too much deeper on these. This this is just bullet points that it's thrown over here. Uh, 90% of those who died by suicide had a diagnosable mental health condition at the time of their death. Uh, I would like to know what that is. Uh, firearms accounted for more than half of all suicide deaths. Uh, I'm not even going to get into gun debates right now. Uh, demographics, men died by suicide 3.5 times more often than women. Uh, women were 1.4 times more likely to attempt suicide. Uh, yeah, fine. Fine. Like I, I I like again. That's that's another subject that we could go into is just gender disparities, uh, in statistics. But uh, honestly, why? Let's not let's not get in that right now. Um, uh, forty seven thousand one hundred seventy three hundred Americans died by suicide. Suicide was the tenth leading cause of death in the United States, and that's again that's of twenty seventeen. That's uh, the second leading cause of death for ages 15 to 34 that is a terrible statistic. Uh fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 to 54, 1.6 times higher rate among American Indian Alaskan native adolescents and young adults. Uh I I want to know I want to know why. I want I want to delve into that, but I imagine that uh racism and the fact that uh native Americans were absolutely decimated and are not living under the best of circumstances, mainly because of uh, white people. Uh, uh, In 2016, the suicide rate was 1.5 times higher for veterans than for non-veteran adults. I absolutely believe that. They have to see absolutely horrible shit. They have to live through absolutely horrible shit, and I can totally understand not wanting to deal with that. Uh, this, This is a statistic that is kind of a reach, but, but I'll give it to him. It says 950,000 years. Uh, the number of years of potential life that were lost to suicide before age 65. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, 69 billion dollars, the combined medical and work lost costs in the United States in 2015. That's, that's an odd statistic to throw in there. So, um, it goes on to kind of go by state and I'm here in Nebraska. So we're going to look at that. Um, and it's sitting in this, uh, this lovely little blue color. Tri- as I, as I've said, you can see this on the website with the link that I do. This is again, this is chapterland.org. It's a PDF file that you found coming from the American foundation for suicide prevention. Uh, there's uh, there's three categories that they set in here and it's basically just kind of determining the suicide rate above the rate of 23 uh per 100,000 uh between the na- states with a suicide rate between the national rate of 14 per 100,000 and the rate of 23 per 100,000 and then states with a suicide rate below the national rate of 14 per 100,000. So we're at a, a 14 a, a 14 to 23 people per 100,000 suicide rate. And Nebraska's sitting kinda of low, it's at fourteen point seventy. Uh you've got some you got a pretty high rate up in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and New Mexico. They are, and Alaska. They're sitting up there with the highest. And uh that that sucks. But I've been to Montana, it's cold as shit. So I mean I can I can see it a little bit. Uh Idaho is nice though. Uh it's not the place for jokes. Uh, but, uh, super low suicide rates in, uh, California, New York, Texas, Georgia, Florida, Virginia, Illinois, Minnesota, Minnesota though, Minnesota, man, I've been to Minnesota. That was cold as shit too. Fuck man. Uh, these are all, these are all really rough statistics. And again, this is as of 2015, but that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. Like I, like I said, I'm not going to get into like the firearm debate around the people who killed themselves with guns. If they didn't have a gun, but they are having these feelings, I imagine that they would have used other means. Uh, So I don't know that gun control would have helped prevent in most of these situations. That's not a particular uh, argument that I agree with. Um, But I haven't I haven't looked up the facts on that. But that is a completely different podcast. Uh, But this is just as of 2017. So 129 Americans died by suicide each day. Now, uh, again, that's an average. But another 1.4 million Americans attempted suicide. And again, those are the people I imagine that that statistic is coming from people who like got stopped from attempting suicide uh, because they were unable to stop themselves. Maybe they were found by a friend or a family member or somebody called uh, the police after seeing these attempts. Uh, So these are reportable incidents. I imagine that the number of people who actually attempted suicide and maybe stopped or decided that they didn't want to do it is a lot higher. Uh, So again, to reiterate my point, you are not alone in this at all. It is a very, unfortunately, very common problem. And, uh, let's like, like I said, it was, it was more prevalent for me around the, around the holidays. Um, this is just specifically for me. So uh, I've, I've pulled up here. So here's this is from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, let's see. When was this? Was this out? Page last reviewed December 31st of 2013. OK, so this is pretty old. Uh, but uh, holiday suicides factor myth. The idea that suicides occur more frequently during the holiday season is a long perpetuated myth. The Anberg Public Policy Center has been tracking media reports on suicide since 2000. A recent analysis found that 50 percent of articles written during the 2009 to 2010 holiday season perpetuated the myth. Uh, CDC's National Center for Health Statistics reports that the suicide rate is, in fact, the lowest in December. The rate peaks in the spring and fall. Uh, this pattern has not changed in recent years. The holiday suicide myth supports misinformation about suicide that might ultimately hamper prevention efforts. Um that that I actually disagree with I don't think that uh like I don't think that the time of year that people kill themselves or attempt to kill themselves should matter I think that uh prevention efforts should be amped up all year round uh It's great that we have a suicide prevention month a suicide awareness month, but honestly it's like, that's it's not enough it's great don't get me wrong it's a, it's absolutely great, but it's not enough. It is not enough. Now, again, uh, the CDC.gov dot uh, link that I'm going to have down below, they've got a bunch of stuff about suicide in here. So I want to know uh, how up to date this is. So uh, let's see. It's got a drop down menu. We're going to go to fast facts here. And again, I want to look to see when this was. OK. Page last reviewed September 5th of twenty nineteen. So this is this is pretty effective. Uh, what is suicide? A lot of people know. Uh, How big is the problem? Suicide is a large and growing public health problem. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States is responsible for more than 47,000 deaths in 2017, resulting in about one death every 11 minutes. Uh, That is like just in the time of this podcast, if they were holding on to that status, somebody has already killed themselves. It's like every year, many more people think about or attempt suicide, then die by suicide. Of course, uh, in 2017, 10.6 million American adults seriously thought about suicide, 3.2 million made a plan and 1.4 million attempted suicide. So that that was kind of what I was talking about earlier is like the amount of people who have actually made the attempt now out of that 3.2 million people that made a plan for it. And the, the 10.6 million American adults that seriously thought about suicide again, these are just statistics that they were able to record. Uh, it's not like they're sending out a survey that the entire country ha- has been able to fill out. And this is just in America. Now, I imagine that part of that data is actually gathered from uh, from doctors, because uh, I don't know how many like I don't know the last time that you went that you went to a doctor. Uh, unfortunately, this year I have I've had to go a lot because of various different health problems. Um, but uh, question that they ask me every single visit is, am I depressed? Have I had, have I been having any suicidal thoughts? Like, all that. Like, they, that is a standard question in a doctor's office now, and that's actually really depressing. That, uh, it's actually depressing that it had to come to that point. It's great that they are asking those questions, but I will tell you, I lied to them a lot of the time. A lot of the time I lied to them about it. Like, because wh- why would you want to admit that? So uh, these numbers are higher. But the fact that they are as high as they are these are just something that they were able to gather the data on really sucks. It sucks that 10.6 million Americans thought about it. 3.2 made a plan, actually plotted it out, and 1.4 attempted it with 47,000 people dying due to it that fucking sucks because again this is preventable yes i had yes i've had thoughts i've i've made plans i'm i'm in those i'm in those first two i'm in those first two statuses i don't want to talk about it any further than that but uh it, it, like it's it's a very common problem it's preventable and there are people out there to help one of the the biggest things that i Made a commitment to after I kind of got out of that dark place was that if I saw somebody who was struggling with it or I felt like somebody was struggling with it, I would reach out and try and help. Like I wasn't going to stay. I'm not going to stay quiet about it. I'm not going to try and ignore the problem because you don't want to get involved, which I understand is a hard impulse to resist for some people. Like when you see somebody who's struggling like that, there are people who simply just don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle that situation which is understandable. It's tough. It's kind of scary. You don't know what kind of danger that person is in. You don't know what kind of danger you might be in because generally, if you're dealing with somebody who is upset to the point of being suicidal, they're considered mentally unstable. like even like even police officers, when they are dealt when they are dealing with a situation around suicide, They are ready to have guns drawn. That's why suicide by cop is such a common thing because they are considered mentally unstable and their safety is a major concern. So it's, it's understandable that that would might be a difficult thing uh, to want to, to, first of all, to have to encounter, but an even difficult, more difficult decision to try and figure out what you would do in that situation. But I told myself that if I saw something that was obvious, but like, Hey, Uh, I want to kill myself. Well, okay. I am going to step in there and try and convince you not to. So that's what I'm doing here on just a massive scale. I want to tell you, no, you are not alone. Yes, I will talk to you. And there are reasons to live. And for somebody who's struggling with these things, they don't believe a fucking word that I'm saying right now. They don't believe it they don't, they probably don't even believe that I'm being sincere because that was a big problem too. Like why bother with me? Why bother with me? I, I have no reason to live. I, I have nothing to offer the world. That's what's, what's going through your head when you're having those thoughts, because your mind is trying to justify a reason why you should do it probably more than it's trying to justify why you shouldn't. If you've gotten to that level, Uh, reasons why you shouldn't are going to show up a lot more scarcely than reasons why you should. And that's the, that's where, that's where you need somebody else to come in there and tell you this stuff. Like sometimes it takes another person getting in your face a little bit and saying, Hey, no, you've got reasons to live and I'm going to give them to you. Sometimes it takes another person to become that reason to live. Be like, Hey, I'm going to be your reason to live. You're going to stay alive for me. And I'm going to help you come up with more. And that is going to be a point that a lot of people are going to disagree with. Because uh, obviously the end goal is to not have somebody else be the reason that that person is staying alive. The, The reason for that person staying alive should be themselves. It absolutely should be themselves. But during that time of crisis, they do not value themselves. They do not value their own lives, obviously. So you got to give them something else. Sometimes just being there to talk to them is what somebody needs. Sometimes just a little bit of compassion, knowing that they can be cared about is all that it takes. Now, That is so easy for another human being to do. The easiest thing that you can give to another human being is compassion. So I absolutely urge every single person who listens to this, as few or as many as it may be, that if you have the opportunity to give another human being some compassion when when they need it, do it. Like. Don't make it seem like you're having to go out of your way to make another human being feel like a human being that's worth staying alive. It's like, if you have a friend, a relative, a stranger, like, if you can prevent their suicide, at least try. I obviously want you to do it safely. I'm not saying that if there's a guy with a gun, sorry, I hit the mic. I'm not saying if there's a guy with a gun out there that you should, uh, that you should go and confront him. I'm absolutely not saying that. Not, 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 unsafe, not in an unsafe way, but I mean, do what you can do. what You can, because you might be the thing that saves that person's life. You might be the one that saves that person's life. You might be the one thing that they needed that day. So if you can offer up some compassion to another human being, I absolutely urge you to do so. If not for, if not for them, if, if anything for yourself, because, uh, the guilt, um, associated with finding out that you could have helped somebody save their own life, uh, but they ended up killing themselves anyway, because you didn't reach out. That's not something I could live with. I don't know about you. I don't know about anybody else, but that's not something that I could live with. Now, um. I really went off on a tangent there, but we're continuing on the cdc.gov uh website link. Uh, suicide affects all ages. Suicide is a problem throughout the lifespan. It is the second leading cause of death for people ten to thirty four years of age, the fourth leading cause for thirty five to fifty four. Um yeah, we're 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 going through these states. Uh um, sexual minority youth bear a large burden as well and experience increased suicidal ideation and behavior compared to their non-sexual minority peers. Um, LGBTQ people are in fact subjected to suicidal thoughts on a higher scale. Uh, I did touch a little bit on that, uh, on my podcast about the LGBT community. And, uh, and that sucks mainly because of the level of acceptance in this country is not as high as it should be. Uh, the level of acceptance for LGBT should be exactly the same as any other human being. Just another human being. They just don't want to fuck the same person that you do, or maybe they do. But doesn't matter. Doesn't affect you. That's the end of the LGBTQ like debate right there. It's like are LGBTQ people human? Yeah. Okay. Treat them like, like you would want yourself to be treated. It's a golden rule. doesn't have to be religious-based either. It like doesn't matter how religious you are. doesn't matter if your doctrine says that you shouldn't respect them. They're another human being. Fucking respect them. It's that simple. It's that fucking simple. Um, this is an interesting one. What are the consequences? In addition to the number of people who are injured or die, suicide also affects the health of others and the community. When people die by suicide, their family and friends can experience shock, anger, guilt, and depression. Yes, of course, absolutely, they can. The economic toll of suicide on society is immense as well. Suicides and suicide attempts cost the nation almost 70 billion per year in lifetime medical and work lost costs alone. Uh, people who attempt blah, 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 blah. people who attempt suicide and survive may experience serious injuries such as broken bones or brain injury. These injuries can have long-term effects on their health. People who survive suicide attempts may also experience depression and other mental health problems. Um, but this is the, uh, this is the data that we want to go to. How can we prevent suicide? Uh, the CDC has developed a technical package preventing suicide, a technical package of policy programs and practices. That's a PDF that you can click on in this link and download that for yourself. Um, But it goes over some bullet points here. So strengthen economic supports, strengthen household financial security and housing stabilization policies. Now, obviously, I don't have a solution for this. Um, Unfortunately, this requires a lot of government intervention. And I can't say that I have a whole hell of a lot of faith in our government system uh, at any point in our history. Um, But yes, uh, struggling financial situations and household stability can certainly increase depression and mental health issues. So I understand that one completely. Um, strengthen access and delivery of suicide care. Yes, absolutely. Coverage of mental health conditions and health insurance policies. Please, if it's not already covered, please let it. My current health insurance does not cover as much as it should uh, in mental health. And I imagine that it's a that, it, that that's a trend following through. Uh I'm lucky enough to have a job where they do offer a uh, discounted counseling services at select providers but it's it's still ridiculously expensive. It's still absolutely ridiculously expensive, which is why if somebody's having those troubles, uh I will volunteer to open a dialogue with you. Like um I am the free option. Sometimes a friend is the free option. So don't don't think that counseling or therapy are only solutions. Uh, Definitely reach out to another human being uh, that you know closely and that you trust. Maybe even a stranger. Maybe somebody you don't trust yet. Sometimes hearing it from somebody who you don't know and you know doesn't know you uh, can be a big help as well. Um, Reduce provider shortages in underserved areas. Yes. Uh, Safer suicide care through system change. Uh, I'll need them to be a little bit more specific there. Uh, Create protective environments. Uh, which is uh, their bullet points there are reduce access to lethal means among persons at risk of suicide. Now, this is something that is done already. Uh, if you express that you have suicidal thoughts and you want to kill yourself, uh, you can be put on psych holds. Um, but, uh, there, there needs to be something that that's not exactly something that's going to, where they're going to lock you up. Uh, there needs to be something a little bit different. Um, there needs to be something a little bit less intense, just more of a monitoring situation. Um, now I don't know how it would be done, but it would be nice if there was just like, like it was, it's simple. It's like somebody gives you a call. Like, Hey, how you doing? Like, are, are you like, are you out of the woods a little bit yet? Uh, do you need somebody to talk to Do I need to come over? Uh, what, what can I do? Hey, get dressed. I'm taking you out to dinner. We're just getting, we're just going to go hang out. Like, like something, something just something like that like maybe like like big brothers and big sisters programs but instead it's for adults or anybody of any age uh for suicide prevention be like hey i like i just need somebody to talk to you right now it's like all right let's 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 go do something that i would have been doing anyway uh but you're going to tag along let's do it fuck it sometimes a friend is all somebody needs sometimes some reassurance from another human being is all it needs uh maybe, maybe locking somebody up is not the first step. maybe I don't know, I don't know maybe maybe I'm grasping at straws here. I don't know. this is a subject that's close to me uh so it's hard for me to talk in like the unbiased form that I normally like to be in uh, but I don't think on like uh, out of out of all of my last previous podcasts, a lot of them I end up going to pros and cons on certain subjects. There are no pros to suicide here, so <laughs> uh there's not exactly a debate to be had is suicide bad yes should we prevent it yes absolutely debate over like there's there's nothing there there's nothing there um under continuing under create protective environments we got organizational policies and culture that's very vague like but i imagine that they're they they might be touching on these in this pdf these are, again these are just bullet points uh community-based policies to reduce excessive alcohol use. Uh I do agree with that. I know that uh a lot of people out there they like a booze. They like a drink. They like a drink. That's not that's not terrible. Like that's not a bad thing. Alcohol is absolutely horrible. But uh there are people who can control it. There are people who can have a casual drink and they never give it another thought. They're like, yeah, it's like I had I had some wine with dinner or whatever. Uh, I went out to the bar, I had a couple beers, I took a cab home. Like There are people who can do that. But unfortunately, it's a slippery slope. Alcohol is a depressant. And uh, I can tell you that <laughs> uh, not only is it a depressant, it amplifies any feelings that you're having at the time, at least coming from my own personal experience. It's actually why I quit drinking. Uh, because if I was in a good mood, it would normally amplify that good mood to an irresponsible level. Like maybe I maybe I thought that I could do shit that I actually couldn't and ended up hurting myself a few times. Um, Maybe maybe I uh, maybe I thought that I had superpowers and uh, you don't (laughs) you don't Uh, maybe you were feeling bad and you started drinking just made you feel worse. That happened way more times. That happened way more times. I'm being intentionally vague here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, if I had to make a recommendation to somebody uh, concerning alcohol, I'd say, well, don't. Don't drink alcohol. There are better intoxicants out there, or at least one uh, better intoxicant out there, but I'm not endorsing any of them. But honestly, I could give a fuck about this other one. Uh, doesn't seem to be any health problems with it at all. I don't like talking about drugs, I just don't. I just don't, but if you smoke weed, I don't give a fuck better than alcohol. It's not gonna depress the living fuck out of you uh, but I like the idea around community based policies to reduce excessive alcohol use um basically giving something in the community uh, giving people in a community more to do than just drink, creating activities that are that are helpful to the community that do not involve alcohol. Uh, Absolutely. I absolutely support that Uh, because that opens it up to be entertaining or helpful for multiple people Uh, promote connectedness, peer norm programs. Okay. So that's exactly what I was talking about. Uh, Peer norm programs and community engagement activities. Absolutely. Because again, sometimes all it takes is another human being with a little compassion, Uh, teach coping and problem solving skills uh social emotional learning programs uh and parenting skill and family relationship programs i can see that i can see that a new parent maybe having some trouble uh struggling maybe a maybe a new parent who wasn't exactly prepared to be a parent i can see the depression reaching to a dangerous point with that um so yeah maybe like a source that uh creates options uh, would be nice. This is all like, I'm not going to go through the rest of these because these are all, honestly, these are all kind of obvious things that we would like. Uh, obviously they're all recommendations, but, uh, why not? Why not some action? Um, so I'm, I'm working on something now that I, like, I can't talk about it yet because it, it hasn't like uh, the ink hasn't even been put down onto the paper yet. Um, but it, like it was inspired through a mental health, uh, photography set that I've, I've been trying to work on. I've only gotten one set out of it and honestly I need to redo it uh, because I don't think that my photography skill. I hit the mic again, I'm sorry, because I don't think that my photography skills were where they needed to be in order to illustrate it properly. Uh, so I might need a redo on it, but, uh. It, it kind of led me into a program. It's like, yes, yeah, suicide prevention is something that's very close to me, and I, I want to get involved in a better way. Uh, but like, again, I, I want to create something different. Uh, because I mean, you got to try something new. Like w- when the problem is this bad and it's this common and it's only getting worse, uh, you got to try something new. So that that's the end of the CDC uh, website. I know this is going on a little long already. We're already at about the forty-minute mark, um, but if you think about it, that's almost four people that have died based on the, st- the statistic that we've that we read earlier. Uh, every eleven minutes, we're already at three people who have killed themselves. If that's if that statistic is an average that you want to go by, that's that's what it's happened. Um, so it's looking like. Uh, I've got several sites here where it's looking like there isn't a uh, a connection uh for uh for suicide based on the holiday season. Uh it might have just been me and a select few other people or a uh, complete coincidence. Um so here we are on uh, afsp.org. That is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh and right off at th- right off of the bat Uh, They say something that's pretty important, but uh, AFSP's latest data on suicide are taken from the centers for disease control and prevention, which was the site that we were looking at earlier report for 2017, um, which I imagine is the most recent available data. That's obviously it's like almost three years ago. Um, But well, technically two, because obviously that is covering the entire span of 2017. So it's going to be a little bit still before the 2018 numbers are here, um, but right off the bat, they say something that, like, that that, I made the point on pretty early on. I'm actually really glad that I came across this. It says, suicide, assist, suicide Statistics, while this data is the most accurate we have, we estimate the numbers to be higher. Stigma surrounding suicide leads to underreporting and data collection methods critical to suicide prevention need to be improved. And then it gives you a link to learn how you become an advocate. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this and I'll I'll see what I can do. Um, suicide is the tenth leading cause of death in the U.S. In 2017, 47,173 Americans died by suicide. In 2017, there were an estimated 1,400 suicide attempts, cost 69 billion. So it's the same numbers pretty much every time. So, the, so again, another pattern or another thing that I like in my podcast is repetitive data. I like finding the same numbers in multiple different places. Uh, they're all getting their sources from the same place, which is the Center for Disease Control. But if that's who's gathering the data, that's where it's going to come from. But again, as they said here at the very beginning, and as I said pretty early on the podcast, I estimate the numbers to be higher because there's a big stigma around this stuff causing underreporting and data collection methods critical to suicide prevention need to be improved. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. Uh, so additional facts about suicide in the US, the age adjusted suicide rate in 2017 was 14 per 100,000 individuals. So that was like the, the low average scale that they had placed on, uh, on the the previous uh, statistic page that we were looking at. It was from a uh, chapter land. Um, in 2017, men died by suicide three and a half times more often. White males accounted for 69.67% of suicide deaths in 2017. The rate of suicide is highest in middle-aged white men in particular. On average, there are 129 suicides per day. And uh, they were a little bit more accurate on this next step. But in 2017, firearms accounted for 50.57% of all suicide deaths. The other site just rounded it up to 51 Um but uh we show a steady incline. Uh this there's a chart here it's going back to 2008. Uh the suicide rate was 11.6 per 100,000. All these are per 100,000. Uh 2009 11.75. It's a steady increase all the way up to 2017. Uh where we're sitting at the 14 per 100,000. And uh and that sucks. That sucks. Nebraska sitting at the uh, at the 34 rank in uh, 2017, which is pretty good compared to all that, but still not great. It's it's still too high. Uh, In 2017, the highest suicide rate, 20.2 per 100,000, was among adults between 45 and 54 years of age. The second highest rate, 20.1, occurred in those 85 years or older, 85 years old, 85 years or older and they're killing themselves. I understand that, though. I've thought a lot about getting to be that age and some of the stuff that ends up happening to you. I wouldn't want to live with it either. Um, So, I mean, I understand that. Oh, Jesus. Younger groups have had consistently lower suicide rates than middle-aged and older adults. In 2017, adolescents and young adults aged 15 to 24 had a suicide rate of 1446 uh, now a problem with, uh, people at those ages is, uh, I imagine it's harder for them to do it without getting caught. Uh, obviously when you are, uh, obviously when you're that young, when you're, when you're 15 years old or younger, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're living in your parents' house or you're living around other adults, hopefully, hopefully at 15 you are. And, uh. You're probably getting watched a little bit more frequently. Hopefully you also have a a, a stable system or a support system or you've got friends or you're surrounded by other people. Again, sometimes all it takes is a friend. So I imagine that that accounts for that number being a little bit lower. Again, that was a broad generality. I'm not uh, accounting for individual systems, uh, individual people and the situations that they were in at those times or at those ages. I'm saying that hopefully at age fifteen they were in a home with a parent at least and they had somebody there to 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 bounce this these problems off of. I mean at fifteen I didn't have a lot of friends, but I had some. I had at least two <laughs> that I can that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, in 2017 the highest US aged assisted suicide rate was among whites at 15.85 so this is suicide rates by race and ethnicity I don't care what your race is don't kill yourself it doesn't matter don't kill yourself in 2017 firearms are the most common method of death by suicide so they had firearms at 50.6 Uh, poisoning right behind or no suffocation right behind that so I imagine, imagine hangings uh, poisoning and other uh, coming in at 7.8% of the method. God, this is upsetting. I don't like, I don't like looking this up. I really don't. It doesn't bring up happy thoughts. I mean, it shouldn't either. Like nobody should be happy thinking about suicide, but, oh man, it's, it's just harrowing thinking about this. Um, when it comes to suicide and suicide attempts, there are rate differences depending on demographic characteristics, such as age, gender, ethnicity, and race. Nonetheless, suicide occurs in all demographic groups. And I'm going to add to the end of that. It shouldn't, um, in no way is anything that I say going to stop suicide from happening. Uh, if it stops one, I will consider it successful. Um, if one person listens to this podcast and decides, no, I don't, I don't want to kill myself. That's great. Um, which is which is why, which is why I want to jump over. So I'm I'm going to include several uh, several links here. Uh, we've got stuff from the American Psychological Association. Uh, one of them is talking about an alarming rise in suicide and worrying trends in U.S. suicide rates. Um, I'm actually going to include the link to become an advocate, volunteer as a field advocate for suicide prevention. Uh, By signing up as an AFSP field associate, you will become a vital part of a large grassroots movement of people who are speaking out for suicide prevention and mental health. Monthly email updates from our public policy team will alert you to the legislation and policies that need your support. Through a quick visit to the AFSP Action Center, you can then demand action from your federal and state legislatures and public officials in a matter of minutes by sending an email, making a phone call or signing a petition Join our network of thousands of field advocates across the country who are speaking out and fighting for essential change that will save lives. We look forward to you joining our team. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll I'll fill this in if I can. Like, if that's the absolute least that I can do, of course. Of course. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna link to this here. There's also there's also a donate tab now. I've got something in the way of a. Uh, of a donation that I would like to, uh, that I'd like to make. Uh, I'll talk about that in the near future. Again, once I have everything organized and everything figured out. Um, But uh, yes, I'm, I'm including the links for this. I want to, I want to help out, Uh, but I want to move on because like, I I generally only want these podcasts to be about an hour. Um, So, I mean, somebody who has a long commute can listen to it. Listen, like the first half on the way there and the last half on the way back or something like that or or what have you. Uh I, I really only wanted him to be about a half hour, but fuck it. It, it happens. Um, like I said, I, I've got several different social media links. And while I'm not always able to watch them, obviously. uh If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts. uh I don't have a huge following right now. Uh, so I don't know how many people this is going to get out to, but if you are struggling with it uh, and you don't want to call a suicide prevention hotline, maybe maybe something that I have said has made you want to like continue the conversation with me. Um, that's actually the immediate goal of this podcast. I want to continue the conversation. Um, any of my previous episodes, if you want to talk about those, uh, if you want to talk about what I've been talking about today, or if you just want to talk, uh, send me a message to hit me up. Uh, I've got my Facebook link, my Twitter link, and, uh, my Instagram link below. Uh, like, yes, obviously most of it is, uh, designated towards photography, but, like if I can talk to you privately about this stuff, absolutely. Um, I, I'd love to assist. uh, if, if, you, if you're struggling with it and you want to talk to somebody completely anonymously, you don't want to go through that where your name is attached to and all that, give the Suicide Prevention Hotline a call. And again, that will be linked below. Uh, actually, sorry. prevention line. Uh, yeah, so the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours. They have an online chat feature. Uh, that you can go to, uh, it's suicide prevention, org. You can call 1-800-273-8255. Again, 24 hours a day. I don't care if you're feeling it at the time that I'm recording this podcast. It's like two eleven AM on Thanksgiving day, think <laughs> like, uh, November 28th at two in the morning. Uh, I don't sleep. <laughs> I, ju- I just don't sleep. doesn't matter what time it is. Doesn't matter when it is. Somebody's going to answer that phone. Somebody is going to answer that phone. And uh just do, just do it. Just do it. Now, obviously there there are some stories around the suicide prevention hotline that might make you wary, but I mean, at least you can try. Again, that's that's where you reach out to a friend. And I would hope that you have a friend who's compassionate enough to help you get through those scenarios. But some of the things that helped me uh, get out of those bad times. And, I, and again, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, I might not be having suicidal thoughts every single day, but the thoughts stay with you. Uh, the memories about how you felt stay with you an unfortunately long amount of time. So I can't say 100 percent. That I am out of the woods, uh, but I am enough out of the woods to know that I do not want to die today, and I'm probably not going to want to die tomorrow. And uh, considering the place that I was in before, that's an actually that's actually a massive improvement. Now, uh, art helped me out a lot. Uh, music at the time was was very big in my life. It was it was very big in my life and uh it saved it it saved me from from a lot of depressive thoughts because it gave me something else to focus on uh now I'm not advocating for just any old distraction because I know that that can go sour several different ways uh depending on the distraction that somebody chooses to focus on uh but creating something and having a way to express yourself it doesn't matter what it is it's like do you, do you want to do photography, do you want to make videos, do you want to make music? Uh, do you want to do you want to paint? Do you want to write? Uh, do you, you want to whittle something out of wood? Uh, do you want to make paper airplanes? Doesn't matter. Like if you like if you want to create something, create it. Don't break the law. Unless it's a stupid. Fuck, no, I'm not even gonna say that. Uh, don't break the law. Don't do something that's going to hurt another human being. But create something. Get out there. Work with your bare hands. Make something. Um, for a little bit, I was reworking guitars. And, uh, and honestly, there was like, there was woodworking, there was like light painting, if you want to consider that for staining, because I was doing some color work. Um, I, like I learned, I learned the inner workings, I learned the electronics, like, like it kept my mind invested pretty effectively. Unfortunately, it was really expensive. Um, I can't say that. Photography is fucking expensive. <laughs> um, it was expensive, so at the, especially at the time, it was really hard to keep up with. Um, but uh, but it gave me something to do. It, it, it got my hands working, got my hands dirty. Uh, I, I got the feeling of accomplishment once I got one done. Uh, once I plugged it in, and it worked, and I was able to play around with it. Um uh, I, in a previous episode of my podcast, I talked about why music isn't my main ambition now and why photography is. Uh, so, I mean, if you're curious about that, you can go and listen to that. It's in the uh, the previous episodes here on all the listening platforms that... The, on the listening platform that you're listening to this on now, you can you can find it there. But, uh, I mean, if passions change, that's fine. It did make things a little bit rough for me at the time, but I, f- I was lucky enough to find photography. But... Uh, but I I also dabble in, I also dabble in creative writing. Uh, something that's actually pretty fun. I mean, you go to reddit.com slash R slash writing prompts, all one word writing prompts. It's basically somebody spits out a pitch for an idea and you write a story around it, or they give you the opener to the concept of a story and just kind of play it out in your head, write it down and see what you like. You don't even have to post it in response to what it is. It just, gives you something to write about, and it puts your mind in that creative headspace to get you out there. And and that's that's one that I recommend because y- you don't have to spend any money. You don't have to spend any money. Uh, I mean, the device that you're listening to this podcast on probably has the ability to type. So I would hope that uh, you could at least type out a story. Write it down on a napkin. I don't care. Like, anything like that uh cooking cooking is a great creative tool and pretty effective when you need something to eat uh i really i i i did dive into cooking to kind of keep the creative juices flowing and and i learned a lot and and i ate kind of unhealthily for <laughs> for the majority of it i wasn't i wasn't exactly uh cooking with whole foods ingredients or anything like that um i'm dieting now it's fine we <laughs> we got over that hurdle, um, but uh, yeah, like just something to get the creative juices flowing, something to help you express yourself and give you a feeling of accomplishment, give you the feeling of. I, I don't I don't even know what it is. I don't know how to describe it, but it's euphoric having created something, having made something. Uh, that's my number one advice. And honestly, that's only because it helped me. Uh, there are a lot of other different things out there that you could do that, that that might help you. Maybe just getting involved in some sort of volunteer work. Maybe helping other people prevent suicide. Maybe, maybe being that phone number that somebody can call. Uh, every single human being on this planet has value. And I know, and I know that that's, that's controversial because the first thing that some dickhead, uh, cynic would say is like, "Well, oh, what about terrorists? Well, if they weren't terrorists, if they weren't into that shit, they could have value too. And if they decided to get away from that, maybe they could help identify other terrorists. Maybe they could help do that shit. Like then they've got value in some way. I'm not saying that they should be killing themselves, especially since most of the time when a terrorist is killing themselves, at least in the scenario that you think of, they're taking other people with them at the same fucking time. But that's a bullshit thing to say to somebody when they're really just trying to save lives so i don't want it I don't want somebody to come to me being that cynic asshole, saying, "Oh, what about terrorists? Fuck off. Every human being on this planet has value. your life has value. You matter. You might not have anybody in your life telling you that right now. Maybe because they don't know that they should. Or that they need to. And I don't agree with that either. I think that the most effective thing that you can do to somebody is acknowledge that you know that they're there. Acknowledge that you care about them. Sometimes it's all somebody needs like acknowledge their existence so they don't feel alone. If you're feeling suicidal, uh, I want, I want to close off with this. Uh, it's basically just me repeating what I said in the last, last few minutes. Uh, you are not alone. You're not alone, man. You're not alone. You're not alone, man. You're not alone, girl, whatever, whatever gender you are, you're not alone. What? <laughs> uh, You're not alone. Your life has value and you matter. Your life is worth living. Maybe you just haven't found it yet. But it's there. It's there. If you are struggling with it, uh, like I said, the suicide hotline... Is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. It's available twenty-four hours a day. If that doesn't work out for you, if you don't worry if you're not worried about anonymity, you can message me at any one of my social media links and I will do my best to answer it. I cannot make promises that I am I am not twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I am I'm not. Um uh, i'm 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 closer to eighteen hours a day uh but i can' I can't guarantee it but if I can i will if I can help i will i'm just I'm just being honest with you i I absolutely recommend reaching out to a friend first somebody who knows you somebody that you trust somebody that you're comfortable with but if you'd like to talk to me, give it a shot uh if you are not somebody who is struggling with suicide uh but prevention is something that matters to you a lot. Again, I've got links down below uh, from the uh, from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, uh, where you can become a field advocate, where that is actually the least you can do. Sign some petitions, help legislation get passed that helps suicide prevention. If it helps, great. If not, we tried. Uh if prevention is a big thing about you honestly, I don't I don't have to convince you to keep up with it. Other than to say if you've if you've saved one person from suicide or if you've stopped one person from feeling suicidal, it's worth it. So keep it up. Keep going. Absolutely keep going. That's actually the advice that I'm going to give to everybody whether you're feeling suicidal or not, keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. If there's somebody out there that can help you, you'll find them. I'm not even going to say that, I'm not even going to say if, somebody is out there who can help you. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you can help yourself. But if you can't, Call the suicide hotline. Send me a message on social media. Send a friend a message on social media. Talk to a friend. Call a friend. Call a stranger. <laughs> call Domino's. Might be an awkward conversation, but see what they do. <laughs> like, maybe. Like, I mean, if anything, you might get a pizza out of it. <laughs> like, order a pizza and have the, and talk to the delivery guy. See if they'll stick around. Humans are compassionate people. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm making I'm making jokes because I'm trying to make light of it because it's an upsetting subject. But keep going. Don't give up. And have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good night. Don't be a dickhead. Is gonna be my uh, it's gonna be my new closing outline. But it didn't feel doesn't feel associate. It doesn't really feel uh, appropriate for this episode, but, <laughs> uh, I don't know, still good advice, have a good night, have a good day, don't be a dickhead, my name is Seth Jones, and I'll, uh, hopefully you'll hear from me again, uh, soon, with uh with a happier subject, take it easy, guys.